Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, this is Deborah Butler, and thanks for joining me for my podcast, People Know Stuff. And today, I am really excited to have with me Ethel Edwards. And Ethel is someone who really knows stuff about what I would describe as the heart of a nurse. Ethel has been a nurse for 43 years. She's 73. She's still actively involved in her calling as a nurse. And she has always been in a hospital setting. She's always served bedside. So Ethel, thanks so much for being here. You're welcome, Deborah. And I'm flattered. Well, I think if anybody could speak to the heart of a nurse, it's you. And I asked you, I said, Ethel, you know, what would you say? What does it take to have the heart of a nurse? And and what what would you say? The heart of a nurse stems from deep sense of self-value, which comes from knowing you are a child of God and we are all children of God. So whenever I'm caring for someone, I am caring for God's creation. And that has always been the driven force of my career. 73, I'm still at the bedside. And each day it pieces on first time. I am, I've been to work, still love it, still enjoy it. Well, I hear a lot in that statement that um, you, uh, you show up the bedside with almost like, a brand new mindset each day. You, 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 everyone's new, everyone's a brand new person and, and that you bring to it, you're saying a sense of everyone being a child of God. With their own experiences, their own feelings, their own approach to life. And here they are confronting their mortality. You wonder what what drove these people? How did they get here? And as a result of that, it motivates me to do everything in my power to restore them back to health. Yeah. And those who are beyond that is to make their transition as peaceful and as, as possible. So you have, I, I mean, you know, I guess part of what I'm hearing too is like you're very clear about what your role is, that you are to help restore them or help them transition. Mm-hmm. And so what's interesting to me is you're very clear about them being a child of God that has lived their own unique experience. You know, like, what does that mean to you to be a child of God? Because not everybody thinks that way. And it means that you have, uh, being a child of God, you have worth, you have value, you deserve respect. You are a treasure. You are made in the image and likeness of the creator. You are special. Yeah. And no matter what you, where you've been or what you do or what you've done, that you are going in prepared to see their specialness. See this creation of God, this person that he knew before they were formed in their mother's womb, this person that he created with love and with respect. And as a child of God, it's my responsibility to care for this person, no judgment, 
just care for them the best way as I can. They're fragile. They're, I see their worth, their value. I see myself. Yeah, you play a role for them at a time along the path of their life when they are really vulnerable because they are, you've always done bedside hospital. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty serious. I mean, they're not there unless there's something serious going on. And so you ground yourself in that frame of mind when you show up. And every time I guess you go to their bedside. Yes. And I've had a variety of experiences. My, my, my base is 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 very broad because I've spent like 30 years in trauma taking care of the critically ill people. Now at the end of my career, I'm taking care of people who are recovering from stroke. So I have seen illnesses in all of its forms. And it's it's basically the same. People are fighting to come back normal. People have lost um for example in taking care of the stroke patients, they have lost some of their function fighting to get back to to their base. Yeah. And so it isn't that you can, I guess, fight their fight for them, but you can support support them, encourage them, just be there for them to make it as comfortable and as possible. Well, you know, you've done this for 43 years and you're so clear now. Um, Do you have a memory of when you first started as a young nurse and and can you say something about how your years of experience have shaped that clarity that you have now? I resi- I resisted being a nurse because when I was in high school, all my my class always said, Ethel, you're going to be a nurse. And I said, oh, no, nobody's going to tell me what to do. And I, I taught for three years. And <laughs> as you can see, I ended right back becoming a nurse. My mother's mother was a nurse. And um, having been a teacher for three years and then becoming a nurse, it, it was so different. When I became a nurse, I felt at home. I felt as though this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm going to be most um, productive. Teaching was just a place I was hiding out in when I became a nurse. My vision got very good. What, so it was years ago, but you seem to remember it quite clearly, that transition from determination not to be a nurse <laughs> to finally answering you know what's been described by by people as a calling yes so tell us about that that's pretty interesting well I, when I was young and stubborn and I just figured people were telling me what I was supposed to do and I was like oh, I want to be a nurse and and even though I used to uh seek all the little old ladies I would go you know, go to the pipe, take water for them, clean up their house. And I was doing, I was doing little stuff, but I didn't see it as, as a nurse. And I just saw it as kindness. And then whenever I said, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a teacher. And he said, everybody's going to be a nurse. And I said, how dare they say that what I should be. And here I am 43 years later, and I'm still enjoying caring for the sick. Yeah. Well, you know, I started out by saying we're, I, I want to know the stuff you know about the heart of a nurse, but you also could speak to the heart of any calling that you have, um, because that's an interesting, you know, course correction. And fortunately for you, it happened really early on. And and what would you say about that? Because it certainly is a calling for you. And not everybody hears their calling. And you actually actively resisted the calling that other people saw, but you were determined not to to follow the path that you thought other people had identified. What 
what would you say about, you know, kind of knowing, hey, this really is my path? Can you remember? I, I remember that my first day at Kunville and I, yeah, I still have pictures of myself in my uniform and, you know, the pride, the pride I felt I was, isn't it when I showed up, it's like someone say, welcome home, you're home. And I, you know, I just felt, it's hard to, to explain. It's just the feeling of belonging. I am where I'm supposed to yeah. and, um, I started, I was trained in New York. And, um, you know, I remember my first day of um, clinical, we were on a medical floor. I mean, I was, it, it was just joy and a feeling, you know, I belong. I was ready to do whatever I was instructed to do. I was going to give it my best shot. And I'm still, I'm still doing it. Do you think you saw that in the people who uh, you encountered along the way? Do you think you saw some that had the heart and some that didn't? Yes. Yes. You you can, you, you, it's clear that some people, actually in my program, a lot of people dropped out. And you could see the ones who, who, who are going to bring about change and who are going to, who would have longevity, who would stay, who, people who are there to really care for the sick. And you were not, you could tell, there's a saying, nurses are born, they're not made. You could see the ones who are made. And do you, do you feel the like ones you who could... were, the ones who, um, let me retract that. Some nurses are born, some nurses are made. You could see the ones who were born to be nurses and the one who were trying to nurses the one do you think natural do you think if someone has the desire that they can make themselves a nurse with heart Hmm. yes yeah yeah with maturity with um people mature people grow their experiences in life that will change them and they will yeah maybe maybe um commitment is what transforms absolutely stuff um different experiences in life can you know trigger changes and for example, a family member becomes sick, a child becomes sick, and then, and you know, they will have an awakening and will trigger change. Sure. Well, you know, one thing I did want to ask you about, because I have known you for many, many years, and I know you've been in different institutions. And, you know, of course, as a nurse, there is that um, role that you play with the patient, but there's also the, the, um, the backdrop, which is the institution. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes the institutions that you've been at haven't felt very inspiring. Um, and it's always, you know, it, it's often a hospital is a bureaucracy. So how do you feel like you continue court that heart while not being discouraged by the inevitable challenges of working in an institution? Hmm. When I started um, in nursing, nurse, um, Hospitals were managed mainly by universities and churches. And over the past, like, 20 years, corporations came in and you see how differently it's, it's being handled. It's, it's a very painful experience. It's, it can be very disheartening at times. And you just have to, uh, it, just, it just brought some sadness. You just have to just search your soul and just go, go beyond, go beyond that and do what is in your power to do. But healthcare has changed so tremendously that it's really, 
very painful at times. Yeah, I think that's been a challenge for a lot of people who are um, in the role of providing healthcare. Um, and so maybe what you're saying is you just have to almost transcend your own personal challenges and and not lose sight of the role you are there to play, which is to, you know, really see them as that child of God. In, in Because that doesn't, even though the management changes and the standards change, the essence of life remain the same. So you just have to, to, as I said, you have to go deeper in your soul and overlook the ignorance of corporations and the greed and all that stuff and still focus on the, the worth, see the worth of the patient. And the work that is there for you to do on behalf work. of that patient. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything you would say to someone, um, you know, who who feels the calling and maybe is younger and uh, hasn't had the experiences and lessons that you have, what, what would you tell them? I would encourage the young people before they go into nursing is to either volunteer or do like a summer job in a hospital. Just get some exposure to it. Don't go into it cold turkey. Just go in and see, especially do volunteer work. And so you, you may go at the bedside and help see the patient or, you know, escort a patient to a procedure, get some first-hand experience before well, you know, I would have to add to your advice, you know, to tell them don't be distracted by the backdrop, but see if you can really feel that caring that you just so perfectly described is activated. If you can put yourself in the place of that patient, of that uh, that person that's lying there, if you're not able to do that, if you can't see yourself in your patient, you shouldn't do it. Wow. That's a great comment to finish on. Yeah. Yeah. And that is perhaps the, you know, yeah, the heart of a nurse is I see myself there. I know myself there. We are all one kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.